Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today, we're welcoming the program author, Carolyn Ritter Aspenson, and she is the author of Damaging Secrets. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder, the selected interviews are available to our website, as well as on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. Carolyn, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Don? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I am a U.S. Today bestselling author. I have written approximately 70 books. I think probably 68 or 69 of them are published at this time. The rest are works in progress, soon to be published. I live in the North Georgia mountains and have been writing for about 10 years now. So tell us about this book. Damaging Secrets is a detective crime fiction novel featuring a female character named Rachel Ryder who moves from Chicago after a tragedy at her workplace, she's a detective there, to small town, midtown Georgia, where she quickly learns things are not as they seem. And to solve a crime and to get into the big, the good old boys network there, she has to go against the grain and do things that she might not be well received for doing. It's a crime thriller and has done very well on Amazon, reaching number one in, I believe, women's detective fiction or women's crime fiction several times over the past few years since it's been published. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here? My target audience is primarily females, and their age group is anywhere from 18 to 75. They're women who like strong female reads and a realistic read, something that brings them into the real world yet takes them away from their real world. I also have a large base of readers who are men who seem to be 40 and up. So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Yes, there definitely are. I think there are two themes, two primary messages. The first one is the belief that when someone is dedicated to the truth, justice will prevail. And I believe that's important in any detective thriller that you read. But I also focused on a phrase I like to call living on, which is moving forward with life after tragedy. And that's what Rachel begins to do and begins to learn about in this first book and continues through the rest of the series. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? This book focuses on a suspicious death that is filled with secrets and lies. And it's a reminder of the damage that those things can do and how they affect every aspect of your life, from your personal life to your professional life, your relationships, your quality of life in general. And I believe, and I tried to make this message clear, that confronting and dealing with those difficult truths is healthier and more liberating than living in the shadows of them. Now, if you were asked to compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? This is a tough question for me, honestly. I asked my readers this quite a while ago, and they surprised me with their answer. They said it's comparable to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which is probably one of the best compliments I could get for this book. When I asked them why, they felt there was a few reasons. First of all, it's a strong female lead character who is deeply involved with unraveling a complex or layered mystery. They both 
focus on secrets and past traumas and how those elements influence the present, as well as the characters' personal histories and how that influences and directs the narrative. Of course, each book has a strong narrative that builds suspense throughout the story. And both of them touch on different social issues, but social issues, ethical issues, if you will. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo addresses sexual abuse and corruption, if I remember correctly, it's been a while. And Damaging Secrets explores the different consequences for lies and the importance of integrity, especially among people in positions of authority. So what was your inspiration behind creating the character of Rachel Ryder? I think my inspiration came from the millions of books I have read throughout my life. I have been reading mysteries and crime fiction since Nancy Drew, since I was a young child. And I like people in general, and people are imperfect. So I took qualities that I see in different people, whether it's a fictional person or a a real life person. And I wanted to create a three-dimensional character that was damaged. So I took images in my head of what I thought that meant and put together a character who I ended up calling obviously Rachel, but she needed to be damaged and she needed to be able to learn life lessons. And some of those the readers will look at and and think, oh, I get that. And the other ones, those readers will already have learned and they're going to look at her and say, when is she going to figure this out? But she always does. So I wanted somebody that was imperfect, that would attract readers and that they could relate to. So real world inspiration. So what are some of the unique challenges you face when writing crime fiction, particularly in crafting believable mysteries? Oh, gosh. It depends on the day. Ultimately, creating plots that are intricate and plausible is the main challenge. But doing so and building the suspense and unpredictability of them while keeping that story flowing and logical or coherent is very important. You have to put in all elements of psychology for criminals you know, and human behavior, legal procedures, investigative techniques. I use a little bit of my college major. I have a handful of experts that will take my call whenever they get it. And I'm always working to stay abreast of current forensic and technological advancements. But ultimately, it comes down to the time frame. A mystery is solved or a crime is committed and solved in typically anywhere from five days, three days to three weeks. And in real life, you're not watching that. But as a reader, you're reading everything that that character or those characters are doing. And you need those characters to take a shower or eat. So the ebb and flow of that book really has to fit in. And I think that is the biggest challenge is allowing that character to have the suspenseful situations to, you know, run in the dark chasing after a suspect, but going home and taking a shower after they're done. Because you can't put screen written story into a 90 page novel. It has to be detailed out, but it has to be suspenseful and coherent. Now, you write in several series across different genres. How do you balance all of that? Well, in a perfect world, I would tell you that it's about compartmentalization and adaptability and that I succeed every day. I'm right. It is compartmentalization and adaptability, but it's a challenge. Each series demands a different mindset and approach. And I find, for me, this is not true always for everybody, but I find to keep my narratives fresh, 
I have to plan everything and I have to write in multiple series at the same time. So right now I'm writing three books, one in Rachel and one in two other series. And I do this because it keeps everything fresh in my mind in that story. I often forget something in the story that I have to refer to my outline, but it keeps the juju, if you will, flowing. There are times when I'll be writing just one book and my head will tell me, nope, we're not doing her today. This character did this. And I'll have to change to that book because I just can't get back into the one that I should have been writing intentionally or initially. So that's why I work in different series. And it's a game of chance to balance every single day. So how do you approach character development? Character development for me is about backstory. Everything that we do in our life, everything that has shaped us is based on our past. So I take a look at what I want a character to do and how I want her to behave or he, you know, if you will. And those actions, then I have to predetermine what caused them to get there. So I look at the whole picture of what happened before that book was written or what I will connect to in that book, what bits of backstory I will give. For example, Rachel has professional challenges that are real world professional challenges dealing with the opposite sex and work, dealing with the sensitivity of victims. But she also has commitment issues. She's dealing with grief. She has to balance work and professional life with her personal life and relationships. And she needs to understand how to behave, most importantly, in situations that draw her emotion to an extreme. And I think everybody has to learn those lessons and deal in those situations. So I look at real world people and what we do and how they react and build a backstory from that. Now, your books often touch on complex themes and uh, sometimes social issues. How do you approach incorporating those elements into your stories? Well, there are three reasons, Don, that people commit crimes. And this is from years of research, my major in college and my experts. And they are love, power, and money, or some variation thereof. And I like to keep my stories relevant. so. I spend a lot of time researching those kinds of situations, those kinds of crimes, articles, studies, things that will tell me what people are doing and why they're doing it. And that's where my ideas come from. For social issues and political issues, I try to stay away from those because I write books and I read books to escape my reality, whatever that reality may be. And I think people do that in general. I will say that Damaging Secrets, because Rachel is leaving the big city and going to a small town where she has to find her place in the good old boy network, that story does touch on politics. However, the goal in mind is for her to destroy the system, which in a certain way, which honestly she does do. And I have to tell you, that was so fun for me to write. But I try to stay away from political and social issues because I think everybody sees them or hears about them constantly and they want something to escape from the general concept of those theories. So did your environment or upbringing perhaps play any major role in your writing? Actually, yes, it did. I lost a brother to drug addiction 30 plus years ago. And through his struggle, I struggled too through his struggle, but I learned about the impact of drugs and all of the different arteries and veins that come and go from it, crime, relationship problems, the breakups of families, you know, violence, things like that. And I, as a younger person, thought I could get into 
crime solving and, you know, the DEA and change the world and just remove drug issues from the world, which is, you know, naive of me to think. But I soon discovered that I was better writing about it, fictionally speaking, than trying to fix it because I just did not have the stamina to go that route. And I feel like my experiences come through and my education and the people I talk to come through in this series. And if I can touch one person, one person who's experienced something similar to that's in my books or is feeling some kind of emotion, if I can touch them and they can walk away from that book satisfied, then I feel like I've done what I need to do and everything I've gone through has been successful. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your books? Well, honestly, if you would have asked me this nine years ago, right after I started, I would have said the royalty checks, the number one status for my books, you know, all of that stuff, that big picture dream of an author who wants to be famous, that's important. And it is to some degree. But the first time that I received an email from a reader who told me that her life was impacted by my book, that she had such a visceral reaction from what I wrote. I've never felt anything like that. And I get those emails every day. And I do my best to read all of them. And half of them make me cry because I just am so fascinated and grateful that I have done something that's had such a great effect on others. I love that. I just love it. So how would you describe your writing style? <laughs> I it's definitely evolving. There are a few different types of writers, probably three. There's the pantser, somebody who doesn't outline, just sits down and writes a book. And that was how I started with my first book. And I did that for a reason. But as I started writing crime fiction, especially this series, there was so much to make it realistic, to make crimes realistic, to make the investigative procedures realistic, which is very important to me that I needed to outline. I didn't enjoy that in the beginning, but I have learned that my, and I'm not exaggerating, my 50 to 100 page outlines that I do for the Rachel books really has impacted how well those books are received. I don't leave things out. I double check and recheck and make sure that I've hit the target on what I've done. And then ultimately, I have a phenomenal editor who edits my books and one who works with me on the storyline. So I have a great team of people along with my publishing company that really make the book the best that it can be. They make me look a lot better than I am. And that has been wonderful for me. So in your opinion, who should buy this book? This book is perfect, honestly, for, like I said before, women who are anywhere from 18 to 75. It has done so well on Amazon. As I said, it's been in multiple categories, number one. It's very well received. And the characters, it's very character driven. And for women that like character driven books, especially women in the United States, although Canada and UK women seem to read this book on a regular basis as well, this is a way to go. I do also have a large subscriber base of male readers. And there's always males that read that don't obviously get on my subscriber list. But they are typically in their 40s. And they tell me that they read these books because they're engaging and they like the male characters and they like the interaction between the characters, which is also what the women say. Do you have a website? I do. My website is carolynritteraspenson.com. 
Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Carolyn Ritter Aspenson, and she is the author of Damaging Secrets. Carolyn, thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it, Don. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. Theauthorshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.